Welcome to the Sweet and Sour Nuggies Podcast, where your host, Ebony, brings you a sweet or sour story each and every week. No topic is too big, small, or taboo for this podcast. So grab your chicken nuggets and get cozy as you listen to the Sweet and Sour Nuggies Podcast. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Snuggies podcast. Host Ebony, as per usual, and this time I have a guest. Uh, We've got James from the Winging It Travel podcast. He's going to be bringing a few stories, but before we get to that, I will pass it over to him and he can introduce himself. Yeah, hey, guys. I'm James, um, as Ebony said, from Winging It Travel podcast, and I've been doing that for just over a year. No, well, yeah, 14 months. Um, previously kind of doing the work travel thing for nearly 10 years now. So, um, yeah, kind of been interviewing a lot of people who travelled about the world, getting their stories on record, like the ones today that we might have a chat about. And, yeah, new episode every Monday, new guests pretty much every week. Sometimes I do I did a, a solo episode, but um, that's quite rare these days because I've got quite a few guests lined up. And we really cover, like, an array of countries. So it could be anything from... Australia is a classic one to Asia or to the Americas, even Europe. So, uh, and bits of Africa as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's good fun and a, a decent journey. Australia is always on there for some reason. There's some interesting. It's a, it's a very popular place. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, with that being said, uh, go for it. <laughs> if you want to tell a story, go for it. We're all ears. <laughs> Okay, let's go with. I, I tell you this, why this is a good one because a lot of people don't travel, right? Or are, are thinking about it at the very least. And they're like a bit fearful or scared, maybe, to make that jump. If, if, if you're going from Australia to New Zealand, I mean, it's a good start. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a jump. We're there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll be fine, pretty much, because it's going to be very similar to what you're used to. But when I first left UK, I went to my first stop on my big trip this was a six-month trip and then I done a working visa in Australia in the year between and then I went to South America after this is almost a two-year trip but the first place I went to and bear in mind I was early 20s at this point I'd never been outside of Europe I've been to, actually I've been to Australia once but that's for the cricket so I wasn't really traveling it was like a, yeah of course it's the ashes mm-hmm. right so like the first place that we stopped off and we got into was Bangkok in Thailand and I've never felt such a culture shock as I landed. The smell, the noise, the heat. I was like, what the hell is this place? And it's just a week of, in Bangkok, just stories. It was like a week of just things happening, right? So you, you arrive in a hostel and you immediately meet probably 10 people because they're all they're kind of the same as you. Aussies, Kiwis, there's a few Canadians in there and a few Brits obviously as well. And we're all talking about stuff we want to do and stuff we want to go and see and unfortunately back in those days this is a bit grim so I don't know how far you go on your podcast but (laughs) we obviously want to go and see a ping pong show now I gen and I'm genuine when I say this I generally thought that was something to do with table tennis you did not (laughs) I did I did I did (laughs) I had no idea 
Who organised so, it? Was this like a friend and they're just like, so we're going to take you to our ping pong? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a few people at the hostel that we met at Love D, which is a hostel in Bangkok. That and they said, oh, yeah, it says it all. They said, oh, one night we're going to go to uh, Kosan Road and then ping pong show. I was like, cool. Done Kosan Road. We all know that. Party Street. Lots of drinking. Lots of dancing. You can eat some scorpions, whatever you want to do. And then we get a rickshaw to the ping pong show. Now, I'm still unaware really what this is going to be about. And we arrive and quickly you realise that we're in this like back street in the middle of nowhere. Like, fuck, where are we? And we pay our $5 to go in. And then I was like, oh, this, this is what it is. And I see a stage and you see girls dancing, not very much. And doing all these tricks. I'm like, oh, this is, this is grim. And I was quite boosted up at this point. So I, we all got a drink and there's girls in this group as well. There's a mix of girls and guys went and sat down and I think I sat on the table and I, you know, I'm not the smallest and it kind of just like legs just went <laughs> and all our drinks just spilled all over the place and I smashed everyone's glasses. <laughs> what a start. I was That's like, oh, an God. Aussie's so worst had... story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Absolutely nightmare. So we, yeah, we kind of like started with that so I had to apologize and they used to start watching what they're doing and the activities like you probably hear about them but they they literally are um firing ping pong balls out of the blow bits and darts going into balloons one of our group held a balloon and they fired a dart through and I thought God, if they just they miss and go no thanks <laughs> yeah a bit to the right you got your eye so <laughs> all this stuff so all this stuff started happening and, and we as a group come to consensus that we don't want to be here anymore and we don't want to um, be in this environment where you've got like pimps kind of telling the girls what to do and go on stage and and like people tip them and stuff. We found it a bit, bit grim. So we made a decision to leave. And the problem with that is that the pimps who are kind of running the show did not like that. They're like, what, what are you doing? We're like, oh, we're going to go. Like, no, 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 you, you've got to stay. And we're like, <laughs> no, 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 we, we are going to go because we don't want to watch that anymore. And we gave... <laughs> A tip to one of the girls and what happened is we gave a tip because we felt bad and as soon as she got off stage she had the money she um got kind of like i don't know what the word is like not rushed but like straight away grabbed by a guy and he grabbed the money and took it off her we're like oh fuck, that's grim so we're like all oh, right okay so that's when we decided to go and the guys that the, in the in the club you know the pimp type weird guys start to get really like a bit arsing a bit Bit agitated and we're like fuck we need to go quickly here so like the guys in the group were just like quickly ushering the girls in our group out because we weren't sure how harry was going to get and they started like shouting stuff at us and kind of threatening us really and if you're outside you would have seen it's like a movie scene you listen if you're outside of the building watching in you listen the door has been blast open people like running out as if there's like a gunfire <laughs> in there or gun like all like some Someone's gone on really badly. Like we just like ran and got out of there and it was really hairy. And luckily there was a couple of tuk-tuks that were waiting outside and we all rushed into them. Like things like five on each or seven on each tuk-tuk and like, them, go, 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 just go. That and like ask them to run off. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a pretty hairy experience. And to cap it off, the tuk-tuk drivers were negotiating a fee with us for a price to go back to the hostel. Right. And we, probably paid over the odds because they told us like a half an hour drive. Like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll pay this each. It's like quite a lot of money. And then it's like 
a minute around the corner and we're back to the hostel. <laughs> and we're like, oh, cheers, mate. Well, we, we appreciate you saving us, but we also got scammed as well. But yeah, that was uh, one of the first nights traveling. I was like, wow, what a great start. Bali's really good for that too. They will scam any dollar you've got. <laughs> Bali is, uh, yeah, because we went to Bali. I didn't like Bali that much. I felt they're a bit more, you know, in Thailand, that they will give you a price and you, and you know it's bullshit mm. and you bite them down. I found Bali, like, they're really, like, pushy. They will grab oh, yeah. you. They're, like, really won't let go. It's a bit. They um, will literally grab you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> um, it's not fun. And, and I found Bali a bit stressful, so. That wasn't one of my favorite parts. But I love Bangkok, though. That was great. The thing with Bali, it depends on where you go. Because a lot mm. of people stay in the touristy places. I think once you start moving out, um, so it's called Udon, and further out, yes, you get yeah. a bit nicer. Not necessarily nicer people, but <laughs> you get a nicer area. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We stayed in Kuta for like a week. Mm. Yeah, that'll do um, it. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't particularly have a good fond memory of Bali. Weirdly, I do of Thailand and Bangkok because I found it a bit more. Well, we're a bit more naive because Bali was at the end of the, the three months in Asia. I think by three months in Asia, you're like you're kind of accustomed yeah, to what to expect I now. End in Bali. <laughs> <That's> no, <laughs> and we did. Yeah. <laughs> Are you enjoying what you're hearing so far? Well, keep up to date with the sweet and sour Nuggies podcast on all platforms. You can find them on Twitter and IG at SnuggiesPod. That's S-S-N-U-G-G-I-E-Z-P-O-D. Or email them at nuggiespodcast at gmail.com. And now, enjoy the rest of the show. Well, you were saying before that um, you'd been in, like, the touristy or travel industry for a while. Is that what you said before? I've uh, just been like working and traveling like just yeah. for, I don't know, eight years. That, that was 2013, that story. That, that's when so it started. Being with COVID and lockdowns and such, were you just going stir crazy? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'd even borderline, I don't want to be too serious here. I was, I was really down. I was, I was really like, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say depressed, but I, it was just a real, a bit of a cloud, actually. Like, I, you're trapped because, mm-hmm. and Australia had it even hardcore than us in here in Canada because we, to an extent, yeah. could still go to the islands, right? We can still travel in the province, which is huge, right? Mm-hmm. So we can still go to some of the islands, go to Vancouver Islands. There are still options, but you guys were literally locking down. Like, I'm based in Melbourne crazy. and we were the longest lockdown. It was yeah, 273 days. Bingo, sure was. Yeah, Dan Andrews, he's a he's the anti-fun person, isn't he? So oh, yeah, he um I, I I'm not gonna go political, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's it's trickier than that. I understand some parts of it and then other parts I'm just like, do we really need to be in lockdown for 273 days with a curfew? Really? Oh, that's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I totally get you. Like, I do agree with some of the stuff, but there comes to a point where you have to accept it, right? You have to live with it. And yeah, we are exactly. now, right? Exactly. So, but yeah, yeah, going, that, yeah, like you, I, it, it killed me a little bit, just um, being trapped a little bit. Did you have anywhere that was planned and then cancelled? Yeah, I had um, 
an Adriatic trip in Europe. So we're going to do a road trip from Slovenia all the way down to, I think, Kosovo, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in Albania, as far down as that, like down through Croatia and down the Adriatic yeah. coast, that that was cancelled. Yeah, we were going to go to um, um, yeah. the Olympics in Japan. And then it was just like, oh, really? Oh, really? Come on. Mm. Crazy. Home instead. Yeah, it's different <laughs> levels, right? There's people who are probably like suffering really bad with COVID. And it's like first world problems are not going away. But mm. 273 days, or whatever it was, that's ridiculous. Like, there comes a yeah, point. It was a joke. It was <laughs> yeah. at that point where just like, I think in the 273 days, I think if I remember correctly, there was like a day or two break and they're like, you're out of lockdown. And then they're like, psych. No, you're not. It's like, thanks. Absolute <laughs> that was our entertainment joke. for the week. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Absolute joke. I mean, there's worse places to be stuck into, I guess, because I lived in Melbourne for six months and I, I did love the place, but. In Melbourne yeah, it, itself or outskirts? No, Melbourne itself. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. I used to live in the South Melbourne. Is it Clarendon Street? Mm-hmm. I know yeah, exactly there. what you're talking about. You know the McDonald's on City City Road? Yes. There is a hostel that called Urban Central. That's where I used to stay. Oh, okay. Um, for about three and a half months. And I worked just around the corner. And then I moved to Kensington because I was fed up living in hostels. And I lived there for another three months. Hmm. Um, but Melbourne's great. Like, I would love to go back. It's way better than Vancouver, 100%. <laughs> Why is that? What's, what, what would make you come back to Melbourne versus Vancouver? You can mm. be honest. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just more going on in, in Melbourne. Like, I tell you, Vancouver is a very, uh, how can I put this? Someone described it to me as a dead city. Big stream. Um, but their, their reasoning is it's a very nature city, right? So you've got mountains literally behind me where I live. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's got ski, it's got ski up, it's got skiing stuff up there, right? You can mm-hmm. go, it takes 20 minutes on the bus and you're in the ski fields, done. Like that's great if you're into skiing. I'm not. But <laughs> there's, there's that. And then you've got um the Rockies that are like eight hour drive east mm-hmm. towards Calgary. That that's awesome as well. But in Vancouver, yeah, you've got all these mountains, all these outdoor activities. But as a city to meet people and, and a vibe doesn't really exist like this. Yeah. It's I mean, people go out on a weekend to do hikes. That's the that's the thing, right? Oh yeah, that's definitely not Melbourne. <laughs> no. So far from Melbourne. Fat as a pancake. We interrupt this podcast for a quick promo break. But don't stress, we'll be back soon. Welcome to C McBee, home of Chunk McBeef Chest. This is a podcast where I take stupid questions way too seriously. Like, what if Bruce Banner put on adamantium pants and then transformed into the Hulk? What would happen? I answer that question definitively. If vampires are undead, that means they don't have a heartbeat. Can a vampire get a boner? I answer that question definitively. I also examine some of the most amusing musings on the internet and editorialize and take them way too seriously. Join us for C. McBee, the podcast from Chunk McBeef Chest. Hi there, my name is Chris. I'm the host of the Cult Film Companion Podcast. We are the home of movies that are off, under, and ahead of the cinematic radar. I'm a firm believer that a cult movie can come from any time period, any director, any movie studio, 
and covers a wide variety of genres, often within one single movie. It's all about the legacy that these movies have built up over time. So please tune into the Cult Film Companion Podcast. We are available now on every major podcast platform. Join our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram, Cult Film Companion Podcast, all underscores in between those words. Follow us on Twitter, at Cult Film Comp. Send us messages for movie recommendations. And remember to keep it cult. But don't drink the Kool-Aid, because it'll make you sick. Or kill you. Take care. See, that wasn't too long. Now back to the episode. <laughs> um, well, with that being said, did you have another story you wanted to share or yeah, yeah, I've got I've got I've got a few more. Um let's do Death Road. So in Bolivia, mm-hmm. if you go to La Paz, you can do a tour on Death Road, which is the old road that used to be from La Paz to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it goes along the mountain. It winds down along the mountain. And it's just about wide enough for two cars. But the reason it's called Death Road is because all the lorries used to take and the trucks used to take that road as well. So you can't fit a truck in a car. And people tried to get past and obviously they'd just fall over the edge and die, right? Death Road. But nowadays you can do biking, as in like mountain biking downhill. And you arrive. And biking is not that scary. Like if you're in two cars and you're racing down together, yeah, that'd be scary. But biking, easy. No one uses the road anymore. There's a new road built somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. So we arrive and we split into three groups. And there's the group at the front who like see themselves as a bit of a you know, danger bikers, like the mountain bikes that race down and take the corners and stuff. They like racing each other. There's a middle group who are not that hardcore, but not that slow. So that's a group I'm in. Like just take going at a good pace, take some photos, enjoying experience, but getting a bit of a move on. And there's a group behind who are a bit nervous. So my friend who was traveling at the time, Lewis, he started off in the middle group with me and I just sort of was going a little bit faster than him. So I didn't see him for a while. And we get to like maybe the second or third checkpoint and we all agreed to meet there and just to, re, you know, talk about the area and stuff like that. And Lewis like just comes back very gingerly. Like he's like a bit white faced. And he's limping a little bit. And there's a guy next to him as well. He's got like, um, his shorts were like kind of ripped and stuff. I was like, what the hell has happened here? And I said to Lewis, are you right? He goes, mate, I don't want to talk about it. I was like, oh, I'll tell you later. I was like, oh, okay. But then someone else asked the other guy what was going on. And he told the group what happened. And basically what happened is Lewis's bike, his brakes uh, gave way. So when he was going down the hill, Oh he couldn't stop or slow down. And he described it to me as, as he's going down, he, he called it a near-death experience because he, he had a choice. He's like, what do I do? Do I, there's three options, basically. Do I try and get to a point where it sort of levels out, but it's not really going to do that because it's downhill the way. And where, therefore, you just lose control because you're going too fast and who knows what can happen. So that's one option. Number two is, do I crash into the like cliff next to me? And just hope that I'm all right and the bike and me don't go over the edge or whatever. Or the third option, which is the one he chose, is he's going to crash into the guy in front of him. <laughs> oh, my God. He thinks he can take the impact of the of the bike. And if he just sort of pushes him into the cliff, he can uh, maybe get away with it a bit more. That is terrifying. And it's absolutely terrifying, he said. And he chose the latter option and... Obviously, oh the guy in front of him had no idea. <laughs> and what happened, he said, what happens is he crashed into the guy. 
Lewis's own bike then flipped out and went over the edge. Lewis then crashed into the guy, obviously, and went over, but landed on the road. And the guy who was on the bike sort of like, obviously went left and right and crashed and just like kind of went over, but nothing drastic. And he said he absolutely got away with it. And the guys behind him who were like part of the tour, who were organizing the tour, spent like half an hour fetching the bike out because it was actually lodged against some trees at the bottom and they could like winch it out. They winched it out, put the brakes back on and said to him, there you go, there's your bike back. Oh my <laughs> he's God. Like, Holy fuck. I'm, go- I'm just going to go down at a snail pace. I'm not, I'm not racing down in there. Fuck that. No way. Yeah. And that, I didn't really know that until I got back and like the full extent of that. And the guy he crashed into was actually all right about it. He was like, yeah, man, look, you got to do what you got to do. We got away with it. It's fine. But then some, pu- some people in the other, like, in the other like group were kind of like giving him a bit of like stick about it. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like, you weren't even there. You didn't see it. Like you didn't, you weren't in that situation. And the guy who got crashed in was like, tell him to shut up and like, it's nothing to do with them. It's fine. And I think Lewis is a bit embarrassed, but got away with it and he got a t-shirt. So I mean, at least he's alive, him. but yeah. hell, stop that. <laughs> Jesus, that's terrifying just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. No uh, thanks. I got I got Lewis on my uh, on my podcast um, episode thirteen. If people are interested, and he talks about that uh, in a bit more detail. If you want to hear more, but yeah, just one of those crazy experiences because you always hear at death row people biking down it. Oh yeah, I nearly crashed over the edge. And you don't quite believe him, but here's one of those I mean, stories that happens. So, yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. Absolutely. But I would recommend it if you if you go to Bolivia or La Paz or no, I'm good. Okay, fair <laughs> I'm enough. Not going. <laughs> I'm not... I uh, no, I'm good. I've, I've had enough near death experiences in my life. I don't need another one. <laughs> well, what's one of yours? Mine aren't really travel related. My travel oh, okay. near death. Yeah, no. I mean, anytime you hop in a car in Bali is a near death fucking experience. <laughs> I remember when we we came out of the airport. So it was my friend and I. We came out of the airport. We got into what was like a when did we get? It was just just a car. And then we're driving around. <laughs> Here comes this tiny little scooter just coming out of nowhere. Chainsaw on the back, kid at the front. We're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> we get to a roundabout and there's like six or seven cars all trying to go each and every way at once mm. with this scooter between everyone with a fucking chainsaw on the back. We're like, <laughs> what is this final destination? <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. And then I remember we're sitting in the car and my friend is just like, if he breaks and we're behind him, <laughs> We're fucked before this, the yeah. trip even begins. And I'm like, Gary, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> You'll jinx it. <laughs> so she spent most of the trip, every time we were in a car, she was just like holding onto the edge of the car going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> like, you're a fucking idiot. It's weird because there, there's like near-death experiences, but there's like hairy experiences, which I think are different. Yeah. I don't think I've been in, in I've been, I've had some hairy experiences, but not, what I would consider near death, like in the pool, we were, we'd done a, this like six day hike and we were coming back on the bus. Now the, the mm-hmm. pool buses are shit. They're like from yep. the fifties. Right. And the roads even worse. And what happens is we were on the way back and it's a bit like the, that Bolivia death road. There's not really much um, space between both sides of the road. And I can just look to my left and 
and I just know we are bloody close to the edge of that cliff and like the wheel is probably touching the edge and I just can't look and I can't I just can't look what they're doing and the way he's going I just just focus ahead and just like <laughs> always pray best. that we get back to the place <laughs> yeah because it's just not really nothing happens but at, at the time all the like backpackers on the bus were like oh this is like tragic like let's just hope we get back yeah, so my near-death experiences are all, like, literal, like, car accidents and stuff like that. It's right. not really travel-related. I've been pretty lucky mm-hmm. travel-wise. Why don't you have a speaker in every room in your home? Does it seem like a huge investment or a daunting task to set up yourself? At Dio, we finally made simple, affordable speakers that you can set up in every room in under a minute. No app or voice assistant needed. Just play from your iPhone to any speakers. It's that simple. Get our launch discount at doconnect.com slash podcast discount. Although in saying that, I also haven't been many places travel-wise. Mm. Um, not really. I mean, <laughs> trying to dance on a dance floor at the end of a cruise ship while going through some seriously stormy weather, that... That could be nearly. <laughs> That's pretty close because you start swaying and falling into each other and drinks everywhere yeah. and it's a mess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I can see how that can end pretty badly. Well, I just, out of everywhere on the ship, why are you putting it at the front yeah. of the boat? Like, yeah. We've got this wave coming and you're just like head first while trying to dance with alcohol mm. surrounded by people. It's not a good mix not a good no, mix absolutely. at all <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's a interesting place to go and dance yeah it's there, like all no the way. places to put it that's where you chose mm. okay <laughs> you do you <laughs> yeah um well yeah, and i think if, if you want another one i can do another one it's up to you it's entirely up to you go for it and <laughs> um, let's do you actually you reminded me of a story which is not a particularly brilliant story but <laughs> i because near-death experiences i've been sick in my sleep twice i don't know if you have and that's that's hairy because like you don't actually know what's going on and one of the reasons was one of the times there's two times i've done this both in asia both in the same bloody trip as what i just talked about of course. um at the first start one was my birthday and went, got out of control. That was in Malaysia. But the other time was in Vietnam. And in Hoi An, which is like um, sort of midway up the country, nice little place. Um, at the time, they had like this bar. It's called the, the Volcano Bar. And it really was just for backpackers and maybe some rich locals. And that was it. But the premise is you go in and they give you like a plastic cup, like that big. That's mm-hmm. $5. And all you have to do is keep the cup. You keep the cup, you can drink what you want. Or you can drink. That's now being that young <laughs> is very, very dangerous, yeah. So I was straight on the vodka like Red Bulls. No care in the world. And it takes time for it to go in the system, right? Mm-hmm. But by the time we started the night out, getting back, I I was almost Ooh. like just not paralytic, but I, I was gone. And somehow I got in a motorbike taxi and got back. And 
it was just carnage. Like the hostel was like, it's about 4am or something. And people were sleeping in the hostel. We broke into the kitchen, like ate some food. Like I'm not condoning this activity. It's really bad. <laughs> like if I was at the hostel, I'd be annoyed at this, but this is what I did back in the day. No more, obviously, but broke into the kitchen, which then led to the back door, which led to the pool. And we just like started swimming around the pool at 4am and all the stuff was happening. And yeah, still feeling okay at this point. But as soon as I got, back to a hostel dorm and this is a full dorm six bed dorm and like there's four other beds were full and me and my friend were coming back first of all I feel bad for waking those guys up it is what it is but i was just <laughs> it's actually pretty grim i passed out and i was sick of my sleep and i think i even weed myself for the mm. first and only <laughs> time ever and it was just, i lost all senses and all gotta do it ability. at least once in your life <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You gotta and live. No coincidence, no coincidence next morning that the four other guys in the hostel dorm they all checked out pretty early. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that sense. was uh, I wouldn't say near death, but it's a dangerous situation to be in. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that. No, it's not uh, cracking night out, though. Yeah. Well, that's the main thing, and they've got a story <laughs> yeah. to tell, so it's win yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's other parts of that story which are a bit more, um, I want to say risque, but like, you know, it's half the group's female, half the group's male, you know, stuff's going to happen, right? So um, there's a few more bits that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was um, an interesting time to be alive. And uh, yeah, kind of as carefree days, right? When you're early 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's many, many drunk stories from my early 20s. <laughs> yeah. It's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need something to tell. Yeah, and that's the whole reason you maybe you do the podcast and I definitely do the podcast is to try and encourage people, whatever age you are, it doesn't have to be like st- stories about getting drunk and doing mm. sh- you know, stupid stuff, but at least going out of the comfort zone and going to somewhere to experience, right? That's not yeah, exactly. same thing. Exactly. You don't I think especially coming out of COVID as well, it's encouraging or trying to encourage more people to get out there. And as you said, regardless of the age. Yeah, have you got anything that's planned because of COVID? Like, have you started to do any plans that may be different um, to what you usually would? Dabbling in going to the States next year. Oh, yeah. Which would be my first time. Um, for how long, I don't know. <laughs> Where, I don't know. <laughs> mm. I just know I want to. <laughs> okay. Um, other than that, I don't... I mean, Japan... Obviously, because it was cancelled, is always on top of my list, but I don't know when that's going to happen. We'll see. What um, in I'm interested in in the US, like what you what are you thinking in your mind? What do you want to experience? Is it like national parks? Is it cities? Is it beaches? Be... Music? Mm, beaches, not so much. Living on an island, I think I've seen more than enough. Oh, you, you've got the best beaches, yeah. <laughs> um, probably just cities, cities and people. Just culture, okay. just something different. Culture, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Just, I, yeah, I, I would because we we plan to go. You know, US is down the road, right? It's like an hour drive. Yeah, to Seattle, um, two hours into Seattle, just over the border, and Seattle's a good place to start. Like that's a real, real easy place to start. But I think we have a plan to do a road trip next year when we come back to Canada, and I I just keep thinking, I'd love to go to like Texas. I just mm-hmm. want to go meet 
Texans and see how they live and what is their general day-to-day like it's and stuff like funny that. funny you say that because um, my other podcast, because I've got two, my other one is a movie podcast and my co-host, she would love to go to Texas. She brings it up all the time. <laughs> like one day I'm going to go there and I'm going to make my own beef jerky and I'm going to retire in Texas and <laughs> live on the side of the road. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Got their whole life, whole <laughs> yeah. other life planned out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Texas is really on my to-do list, though. I think I'd probably want to go to the cliche places more than anything. It would be like New York and, mm. um, like I said, Seattle and, and just the larger places. New Orleans, like LA? I'd love to go there. Yeah, New Orleans has to be has not to be must, right? too phased about LA. Okay. It's not really a, a do or die sort of place for me. It's like if I go there, yeah. cool. If not, so be it. Well, with that being said, we'll probably wrap up. So if you want to remind everyone where they can find you. <laughs> yeah. So Wigging It Travel Podcast is the name for all social media. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I mainly use Instagram. That's the main one. And probably Twitter is second. Um and I do have a website, it's jameshammond.org, but I'm actually constructing a new one at the minute. So you can go to that one. It's got some stuff on there. It's got some links um, for all the podcast platforms. Um, you can access them, but I'm, I'm on the, all the major ones like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, uh, all the above, uh, all the ones that you probably heard of. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, and every Monday, it's a new episode. And if you guys want to... Uh, get in contact you can easily get in contact with me on those um, social medias or you can email me at jameshammondtravel at gmail.com and yeah i look forward to hearing your listeners and hearing your podcast too well thank you for joining and being here and telling your fun stories (laughs) no worries anytime all right well thank you so much thank you bye everyone Hey, this is Ebony, and thank you for listening to the Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast. You can find us on social media at Pod. That's S-S-N-U-G-G-I-E-Z pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can email us. Email us your stories that you would like to share, as well as anything in relation to mental health. That's Nuggies Podcast, N-U-G-G-I-E-Z podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, and see you next week.